0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. It's me, Michael Schaefer. My name is in the title. This is gonna be a fun episode. I'm very excited to talk about this. The Barbie movie has come out. I have seen it, loved it. Unfortunately, a lot of grown adult men did not like it. What a shock. Who'd have thought that people who were not in the target demographic of this very movie did not enjoy it? Gonna be talking about that. Oppenheimer is also out. I haven't seen that movie yet. I'm seeing it this weekend, but I'm going to give you my thoughts on that movie too, because it's about a Jew. And as a Jewish person myself, I'm proud that we've made such a huge contribution to the sciences and uh, the impending nuclear holocaust that awaits us all. Over in the US as well, there's a lot of chat now about slavery and how, uh, according to conservatives, there were some benefits to slavery. So uh, yeah, things are going well over in the US. We'll talk about that more. And Elon Musk, he's done it again. He has decided to do something very strange and unexpected. He has decided to reband Twitter to something called X. What is X? Who is X? How is X? These are the questions that I will pose and not offer any answers to. Before we get into all of that, I've got shows coming up at the Edinburgh Fringe next week. I'll be in Scotland get the kilts out, get the bagpipes oiled up. I'll be in Scotland, come along see me at the Edinburgh Fringe every night, 3rd to the 27th of August. Then I'll, I've, got a, I've got a show in Zurich, so uh, if you know anyone in Zurich or if you are in Zurich, come along there. I know that the Swiss are famously neutral, but I would love it if you took a side on me and decided to come along and support me. Let's not forget that the Swiss... Spent uh, quite a few years stealing Jewish people's gold during World War Two, So I think the least you can do is come along and support me in Zurich, considering you took so much money from my great-grandparents. Then I'll be in London. I got a show of the Bill Murray on the 28th of September. I think that's actually already selling pretty well, which is exciting. So if you want to come along to that, get your tickets. Then I'll be in Australia just for a few weeks. I've got, I've got a show in Melbourne frankston and nary warren very excited for that back in my hometown for a couple of weeks so get along to that now we're going to get into the news this week before we do as always we must pay homage 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 we must pay homage to the greatest intro music in the podcasting world enjoy the next 30 seconds or skip ahead if you are time poor and I'll be back shortly with the news. Podcasts. One 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 comedy. We are stripped down and ready to go. <laughs> I'll never I'll surrender. surrender. <laughs> but I ain't spending any time on it. Please explain. I'm going to. Okay. I went and saw the Barbie movie on the weekend. I'm proud to say that I am not ashamed that I went by myself to see the Barbie movie on the weekend. I was in Cardiff in Wales doing some gigs. It was rainy. It was wet. I don't have to justify myself to you people, but it was rainy. It was wet. There was nothing to do. And the only thing that was uh, open and worthwhile doing was going to the cinemas. So I went to see Barbie all by myself. Just a lone man dressed in all black because I'm from Melbourne and that's all that I have in my wardrobe, going to see the Barbie movie, uh, surrounded by uh, mostly young women, all dressed up in pink. I cannot stress enough how much I stood out in this crowd. There was uh, so much estrogen in the room. It was palpable. And the women were looking at me like, sir, you must be lost. You must be wanting to see Oppenheimer. That's in the cinema across the row, And I said, no, ladies, I am an ally. I am a feminist down with the patriarchy. I'm here to enjoy this movie. I'm certainly not here because I have a crush on Margot Robbie. Get your bloody heads out of the gutter. I'm here because it's cold and wet in Cardiff. And this is the only place that I know that is indoors and near my hotel. And I would like to participate in culture. So I saw the movie, thought it was fantastic, loved it, very funny. And I accept I'm not the target demographic for this movie, but I thought it was fantastic. Well put together, very, very funny. Now, uh, shockingly, this is going to shock many of you, whether you've seen the movie or not. Shockingly, the Barbie movie, which is a movie about uh, a toy doll. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Barbie dolls, but they're kind of like... Kind of like the Bratz dolls, but uh, they, they came first. So uh, the Barbie doll was first made by, again, another Jew, Ruth Handler. She made the Barbie doll, I think it was in the 50s, and she just des- she designed this doll uh, based off a, a sexy model that she once saw in a, a German cartoon series. Anyway, so she decides, well, there's this sexy model that people seem to like in Germany, why don't I take that and use that as the model for my uh, children's toy? And I'll give it to my own children. Uh, one of her daughters, her name was Barbara. And so she decided to give this doll to her daughter, Barbara. Called her Barbie. Next thing you know, this Jew has made a lot of money. It's a story as old as time. My point being is that y- there's a lot of history behind the Barbie doll. A lot of women say that it is the cause and root of of all female oppression. I'm not sure if that's true, but it certainly hasn't been a great representation for women over the years. You It creates all these impossible-to-achieve beauty standards because no woman could have boobs that big and a neck that that slim and a waist that small. They do say that if if a woman did exist like that in real life, uh, she wouldn't be able to lift her head because her neck is is too skinny and uh, she wouldn't have a liver. So that would be a problem. Because I think you need your liver to uh, process alcohol and other drugs. So I guess if you were a woman and you were happy to be a teetotaler and not drink, not take drugs, and also if you were just happy to uh, stare at the ground all day, you could enjoy the proportions of being a Barbie doll. Nonetheless, a lot of women over the years have said, hey, this doll is creating unrealistic beauty standards for girls It's uh, fostering uh, issues with their body image. It's making them very, very sad. And on top of that, the Barbie doll originally didn't have a a job. So originally, the original Barbie was just a, a, a doll and she was just pretty and that was it. She didn't have a career. And a lot of feminists, a lot of women said this is bad because women need to have careers. And then Barbie, the company, Mattel, who made the doll, doll was like, um, okay, we'll do that, but only because that way we can make lots of different Barbie dolls and make lots of money. So over time, Barbie has become a, a lot more progressive and now you've got uh, black Barbie dolls, you've got Hispanic Barbie dolls, you got, is there a Jewish Barbie doll? I don't know. Is there a big old Jewish Barbie doll who uh, is uh, just uh, got long black curly hair and she gives a rough hand job. You know, Jewish Barbie doll. My point is, a lot of women have had issues with the Barbie doll over the years. So along comes this movie Barbie, which is intended to satirize that history. It's intended to point out the problematic history of the doll and point out how actually we need to progress and we need to break free from these stereotypes. Now, I apologize, by the way, if you haven't seen the movie yet and you're worried about any spoilers coming up. I don't think I'm going to spoil the movie. I'd also add, I don't think it's possible to spoil this movie because it's not like there's a, no one's going to Barbie to see the plot. You know what I mean? They're going to Barbie because they want to see uh, either Margot Robbie be hot, which is not what I was there for, but they just want to see Margot Robbie be hot. They want to see uh, how hot you can get ryan gosling to look which is actually partly why i was there I, he looked amazing and i wanted to see what they could pull off with him people aren't going there for the plot they're going to see that and they're going to see just an exploration of feminism and capitalism and patriarchy la-di-da-di-da. it's all about the themes it's not about the plot no one gives a shit so i don't understand this uh, fear of having the plot of the movie spoiled it, there, there's not much of a plot to spoil at least people aren't worrying about the plot of Oppenheimer being spoiled. Because um, if, if you don't know the plot of Oppenheimer, boy, are you going to have a grim three hours in that movie because you are not going to like the ending. It's not a feel-good ending in the, at the end of Oppenheimer. I haven't seen the movie, but I have seen uh, documentaries, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be uh, a big dance number at the end of Oppenheimer where uh, everything is okay and the patriarchy has been undermined. I just think it's going to be a different kind of conclusion for Oppenheimer. Back to Barbie. So, this movie has come out. It's a fantastic movie. I think they've really pulled it off, done a great job making it very, very funny. Yes, there's moments in it where it's like super cliched, etc, etc. Maybe they're trying to be a bit preachy, ramp some points home. But that's what they've got to do. That's fine with me. Go for it. It's your movie. Enjoy that. Now, shockingly, shockingly, there are grown adult men who are not happy with this movie. And we're going to go through a few of them now. And some of their opinions on the movie. So, uh, Piers Morgan has been very, very vocal about his disdain and dislike for this movie. Now, if you don't know who Piers Morgan is, he is a British man who is a professional complainer. He's a professional whiner. Now, I know that's a bit of a... uh, I shouldn't be throwing stones in glass houses because I do this podcast every week where I mostly complain and whine about things that are happening in the world. I accept that. But I will say that I try to be funny and entertaining at the same point. So I feel like there is... uh, You're getting something out of this podcast as a result of me complaining and whining. You get to maybe have a bit of a chuckle to yourself when you're in the car and you get to maybe think, oh yeah, that's an interesting idea. But Piers Morgan has never said interesting anything interesting. He's never really said anything funny. Uh, well, not deliberately funny. He's never he's never really gone deep into a topic. He always has like just the shallow knee-jerk response that you to expect of every conservative white man who exists in the media. He's basically just a combination of like Tucker Carlson and oh, like Alan Jones, just all those morons just like mushed up together into one kind of like saggy potato packet. So Piers Morgan, who has spent the last couple of weeks complaining about the ashes, by the way, he's been complaining about the way that England is not going to retain the ashes because The Aussies keep taking more wickets and scoring more runs. And then there was rain in in Manchester the other day. And now Australia gets to retain the Ashes because there was rain. Well, Piers, if you want to avoid rain disrupting a cricket match, don't have the fucking match in the UK. Anyway, Piers Morgan has been very upset about lots of things, including the Ashes. And now the Barbie movie has upset him too because he says it's a movie that just bashes men, it mocks men, it makes fun of men. And he has said, if I made a movie like this, feminists would kill me. Piers, let me assure you, uh, feminists want to kill you anyway. Even if you got into the movie business, I assure you they would still want to kill you. And also, Piers, you're an old man. You're an old, old man on TV. The, this is You're not the target demographic for this movie. You're not. The target demographic is young women who like to dress up and wear pink and comedians who happen to find themselves in Cardiff on a rainy weekend and have nothing to do. That is the target demographic for... Th- oh, and also there's, there's also uh, men who have to go and see the movie with their girlfriend uh, so that she then goes and sees... Oppenheimer with him. That's, that's also the target demographic. My point is, Piers, you're an old man. The movie is not for you. The times have changed. You know, it's, it's okay if there is a movie that makes fun of men. That's absolutely okay. I mean, how fragile can you be about your own sense of masculinity if a movie about a children's toy is a threat to your sense of masculinity? I mean, if that is the case, you are as dickless as Ken. And I'm not sure if you've ever played with a Ken doll, but there's not much going down under there. So Piers Morgan has been very upset about it. Then you've got Ben Shapiro. Now, Ben Shapiro is someone I have avoided talking about in a lot of my comedy and also on this podcast because he's a fellow Jew. And look, Jewish people, you know, there's not a lot of us. There is not a lot of us. So we really kind of have to take care of our own. So that's why I've been silent on Shapiro. I've been silent on Shapiro. I've been silent on Ruth Handler. I've been silent on Oppenheimer, but I'm talking about them all today. Ben Shapiro, who also annoys me because he's like overtly Jewish. So not only is his name Shapiro, which is a very Jewish name. Not only is his name Ben, which is also a very Jewish name. Not only is he like short, uh, which is also very Jewish. And he has a like a monobrow. again he looks very jewish uh, but he also wears a yarmulke and that kind of just upsets me because now it's you know if you without the yarmulke you could just say oh maybe he's just a, a small angry man you know he's you, you wouldn't really know exactly what his religious belief is you wouldn't know exactly you know his ethnicity maybe he's mediterranean the point is The fact that he wears a yarmulke means everyone knows he's Jewish, which means now all of a sudden he's representing the Jewish people. And now everyone's like, oh, well, if Ben Shapiro is a cunt, I guess all Jews are cunts. And I cannot stress enough, not all Jews are cunts. It's mostly just Ben Shapiro. He's just an annoying, angry little man, and he keeps having bad opinions on things. Please. Look, if, if Kanye West saw Ben Shapiro and was like, oh, fuck this guy. I'm going to hate all the Jews. Then I'd be like, you know what, Kanye? I, I think that's wrong, but I can see where you're coming from. My point being is Ben Shapiro, overtly Jewish. I've decided not to talk about him much in my comedic career, but I got to talk about it today. He released a 43 minute video on YouTube uh, breaking down the movie, and and in which he lights a Barbie doll on fire. What is it with conservatives uh, boycotting the products they hate by first purchasing them from a store and then destroying them? Like, oh, this will this will take down Bud Light. I'm gonna buy four thousand cases of Bud Light beer, and then I'm gonna roll it over. Get it, get my steamroller out, and I'm gonna roll over all of them. How is that? Help? Bud just sold an extra 3,000 cases because you're an idiot. Anyway, Ben Shapiro hates the Barbie dolls, so he's gone into a toy store and bought a couple of dolls, lit them on fire in the movie, and then he goes on like a 40-minute uh, lecture about how the movie is bad because, again, it makes fun of men. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit if a movie makes fun of men? It's especially when you consider the context that like women have been like mocked and denigrated for decades and the Barbie doll was used to denigrate and mock women for decades and now it's kind of trying to be repurposed to like push out a feminist message which I think is nice but also it's only been done so that Mattel, the evil villainous corporation that was started by Ruth Handler, a Jew unfortunately, they can sell more Barbie dolls with this huge marketing campaign and and license out its IP to make more movies and make more money. Sure, that does undercut and undermine the feminist message behind the movie. But who gives a shit if a movie makes fun of men? Just because a movie mocks men doesn't mean that it affects Your life or the lives of men in any way because 99% of the people who go to that movie get what's going on they're like oh yeah they're mocking men because it's kind of meant to be a bit of an inverse of what it's like to be a woman in the real world that people get that if if you don't understand that Ben Shapiro you're a dumb man you're a dumb little man and you cannot sexually satisfy your wife the last idiot who's been talking about this is uh, Matt Walsh now if you don't know who Matt Walsh is, I envy you deeply. He is perhaps the most toxic and nefarious of these types of men. He's the guy who released the movie, What is a Woman? Which was this uh, has been kind of attacked quite a lot as a very transphobic movie. I've watched it. I thought it was... Yeah, there were definitely times where you could see that he was uh, really, really... Um, mean and cruel to a a very marginalized community basically he's just made a career out of being a professional uh, asshole I think that's kind of what he is he's got a very punchable face he's got this uh, annoying beard and he's got these glasses very punchable all these men very punchable faces I wonder if that's do you think if you're a man with a punchable face you're like well everyone hates me anyway I might as well just have some shit opinions anyway Matt Walsh He's also come out and, and been very upset with this movie. He actually tweeted one of, the, one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen. He tweeted this. He said that uh, it's actually a good time to point out that feminism has killed more people than uh, nuclear bombs. Uh, so the, the context for that is that a movie about feminism and a movie about nuclear bombs have been released at the same time and Matt Walsh is like, let's do a comparison. Let's compare uh, a physical uh, weapon made up of uh, plutonium and uranium and, and, and fission. Uh, let's, let's compare that uh, to a, an intangible concept. Uh, because that seems like uh, an easy thing to compare. So he's come out and said, feminism has killed more people than nuclear weapons. I, I'd love to get the stats. That's the first... That's kind of how I react to that. I would love to get the numbers on feminism deaths and nuclear bomb deaths. I don't know what the exact figures are. I don't think anyone has researched that enough. I'd like to ask a Japanese person uh, what they think the numbers are. I I suspect that if you asked a Japanese person, hey, um, what has killed more people? Uh, The idea that women should have equal rights... Or a uh, th- th- fat man and little boy that fell on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. What do you think killed more people? Uh, I suspect, I'm not, I don't want to put words in the mouths of this fictional Japanese person, but I suspect they're going to go with the nuclear bombs. That's what I think. I've been to Hiroshima and I've got to tell you, there's not much going on there. There's not much. They've got the Hiroshima Museum, and that's why people go, but there's not much going on there. And when you go to the museum, there's not a lot of talk about feminism. So when you go to the museum, they don't really comment at all on uh, the um, great feminist uh, genocide that came through Hiroshima and Nagasaki at the end of World War II. There's really no discussion about women with short haircuts, um, killing hundreds of thousands of innocent men, women and children. That's not really uh, brought up at all at that museum. It's mostly about the, uh, the atomic bomb. Uh, it's mostly about the atomic uh, weapons that were dropped on that city uh, and detonated about a kilometre and a half above it to maximise the uh, damage And it's mostly about the the people who were uh, burned alive and whose uh, ashy, shadowy figures uh, can still be seen on the steps of the pavement uh, today. So I guess just circling back to Matt Walsh's comparison that feminism has killed more people than nuclear bombs. Hmm. All I'm saying is I don't think People are worried about uh, feminist energy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I think nuclear weapons seem to be more volatile than feminism. And I don't want to play into this stereotype that women are erratic, women are volatile, and you you don't know what their mood's going to be. I'm not playing into that. I'm just saying that uh, I've seen Chernobyl, and it just seems like nuclear energy is quite volatile Uh, the radiation that can be released from a nuclear uh, explosion uh, seems pretty bad Uh, so bad that uh, it can persist for decades I just don't think feminism is as bad as a nuclear holocaust I don't think so that's my hot take on this podcast I, I'm i not saying feminism is good or bad. I'm just saying I don't think it's killed as many people as nuclear weapons. I don't think we have... Like, are there international treaties that limit the amount of feminism that countries can have? Are, are there treaties around that where all the countries get together and say, hey, feminism is really, really, really dangerous and we don't want to go into, like, some feminist international war where people are you know where countries are shooting feminists you know to from one country to another you know like Australia is shooting you know Jermaine Greer and and Hannah Gadsby across the Pacific Ocean into into China to to fend them off I just are there treaties that try to limit the amount of feminists a country can have because there are treaties around nuclear bombs you know there's lots of treaties that say hey uh, you can only have a certain amount of nuclear bombs because that's bad. Like we're, we're trying really hard to stop Iran from getting a nuclear bomb at the moment because that would be quite dangerous and potentially quite destabilizing to the Middle East. I don't know if there is a treaty that's designed or like international pressure designed to stop Iran uh, getting feminism. If anything, the Iranians are trying to just to do that themselves. They're, the Iranians have been trying to stifle feminism I mean maybe Iran thinks that feminism is more dangerous than a nuclear bomb because if you look at Iran they are pretty keen on getting a nuclear bomb and they're pretty keen on not having any feminism and that's why women are second class citizens and they're forced to wear uh, cover up their, their hair and their face and la di da and they get shot at when they protest etc cetera, etc cetera, and they can't drive without a man or whatever all that kind of shit so I guess to answer Matt Walsh's question is feminism more dangerous, more f- fatal, more deadly than a nuclear bomb? Iran would say yes. Iran would say yes. So, I don't know what that means. But we, I've, I, I guess maybe Matt Wall should should add that to his tweet and be like, Hey, I've thought about it more. I've listened to this podcast by this uh, guy, this Jew who is from Australia, now lives in London. And uh, he really kind of articulated what I wanted to say uh, just in uh, many, many, many more words. Guys over in the US, they are having a great discussion right now about the pros and cons of slavery. Now, I will say this. I did not think there were many pros of slavery. It seems like it's mostly cons. It seems like it's mostly cons. I've I've never been a slave. I have worked at uh, Cotton On in Chadston for about $8 an hour over the Christmas period, which is uh, was quite dramatic. I-, I wasn't indentured, though. I, I could leave. So I-, I don't think I was a slave. I'm just saying that's the closest I guess I've been to being a slave. And it was fucking awful. So I can only imagine what slavery would be like. But over in the US, they, uh, they are having that uh, discourse over whether or not uh slavery uh you know whether there were just like benefits to it overall you know there's also there's cons we know the cons we've all seen 12 years a slave there's cons there's the raping there's the whipping there's the lynching there's cons we're aware of the cons but um it's so important that we have a nuanced discussion around one of the most uh awful awful things that a human can do to another it's so important that we look at both sides it is important that we consider the pros and thank God for Fox News because you know what, say what you will about them but they're not one-sided, they're not one-sided because when it comes to slavery they can see both sides and I think that presents them as balanced and measured and responsible. In their news reporting, because over on Fox News, they are currently pushing the narrative, and this is mostly being done by uh, Jesse Waters, who's who's one of their, who's basically taken over from Tucker Carlson over there. He's their big new talking head guy who's meant to appeal to the Nazis. So he's come out and said that, uh, yeah, obviously, like slavery, you know, is bad. Obviously, it's bad and brutal. However, however, it's also important to acknowledge that some of the slaves. Uh, had some benefits from their time in slavery because you know when you're a slave you have to learn skills you have to learn like you know how to like pick crops you have to learn how to mend shoes you have to learn how to uh, not be lynched so these are just important life survival resilience skills that black people were were fortunate enough to learn um, whilst they were being uh, whipped and, and raped and murdered and I think that that is such a great point to make because, you know, sure, was it slavery? You know, was it slavery or was it more like an internship where you kind of learn important skills and they're meant to prepare you for uh, work afterwards? Is that really... I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just kind of trying to get at what Jesse Waters is thinking. Is Jesse Waters thinking this is basically just like a, a protracted internship uh, on a cotton field uh, where there's, yeah, look, there's a bit of rape and the murdering and then there's the whipping and... You know, and there's all these um, awful, awful, brutal, brutal crimes. But also, there are some important life skills that that the slaves can take and they can apply them later on um, if and when they are emancipated, uh, if they're fortunate enough to be alive when that when that does happen or if they get murdered before that happens. Look, the point is that you've got to look at both sides of all these issues. And, you know, what Jesse Waters is right because, you know, my grandparents, Holocaust survivors, and do you know what – they. Whenever I spoke to my grandfather Sam Weitzman, who, who survived five years uh, in different concentration camps, we're talking Auschwitz, Treblinka, you know all the all the ones you've seen in the documentaries, uh, the work camps, the brutality, the starvation. Uh, look, he look he never spoke about the benefits of the Holocaust. He he never kind of brought them up. Uh, he didn't really bring it up at all because uh, it's the fucking Holocaust, and it was a a pretty. Uh, uh, awful thing for him to try to remember but you know if you if you ask jesse waters you know were there benefits to the holocaust i presume he'd be like look it was awful but uh you know you you learn important skills about you know intermittent fasting you know those types of things you learn how to get uh beach body ready in the nick of time so you know i'd I'd like to get jesse waters thoughts on on the holocaust and the benefits of that because uh, you know i think it's important that with all these uh topics that we we do we do do two sides You know, and we look at the the pros and the cons and then we decide whether or not we want to do more slavery or more Holocaust, just depending on how the pros and the cons fall down. You know, that's kind of how we... That's the discussion that the world needs. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what we need to be talking about. We need to be hearing the opinions of um, white angry conservatives on the Barbie movie and whether or not slavery was all that bad. Last thing I need to talk about today is uh, Twitter. Twitter, or shall I say X. The uh, social media platform that is formerly known as Twitter—it's—it's being rebranded to X. So, so Elon Musk um, has decided to rebrand Twitter just to the letter X, just to the letter X. He loves naming stuff X. He's got SpaceX. Uh, now he's got Twitter X. Uh, he named his son X. It was like it's—it's it's got. He loves he loves X. He's got an ex-wife. Loves an X. My point is that uh, he has rebranded Twitter. Now, you're probably wondering, like, why has he rebranded Twitter? It seems to be going so well over there. It seems like Twitter has such a fantastic brand name. It has such fantastic brand recognition. Why would you rename it? Well, I presume because he's, you know, he's fucked it um, over the last 18 months or so uh, because, you know, he brought in the blue tick and then he gave all the Nazis blue ticks and now it's just white supremacists uh, tweeting about how slavery was good and we should bring it back. So I think he's fucked the Twitter brand, and so he's like, ah, oh, it's probably a good time to to change it to X uh, and just kind of like try to start over. I think that's probably the plan. It is a funny time to do it because he's doing it in the context of Instagram releasing threads. So Instagram has now released their uh, competitor to Twitter, which we were all excited about for about forty-eight hours. And then we forgot about it, like I, like me, and I forgot to post from there for about a week. But in that context, Twitter has gone. Oh shit! You know we've got this big competition now from uh, from Meta, the company that owns Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp and everything. Huge competition. They are well placed to take market share in uh, this social media space. So we got a, we've got options. This is what Elon Musk and the board of sycophants are thinking they're thinking we got options well i mean elon musk is thinking these things and the sycophants are just thinking i better agree with whatever the fuck he says otherwise i'll be fired so elon musk is thinking i got options i can either make the platform better i can uh, stop promoting the nazis and the white supremacists and and the racists and you know maybe crack down on the the misinformation that's being spread about the vaccine and transgender people, etc. I could do that. That's one option. Or hear me out. Hear me out, sycophants sitting on my board. Or how about this? X. And the sycophants are like, we were thinking the same thing. We were thinking absolutely that's what this company needs. It does this platform does not need to be improved on a fundamental level. What it needs is for people to forget the past and look to the future. And how better way to do that than by changing the name to a letter, X. It's perfect. That way, when people search for X videos on Google, of course, the first thing that will pop up in their search will be videos on Twitter. Of course, there's no way in hell they're going to see videos of stepbrothers and stepsisters sucking and fucking each other. That's not going to happen. We'll just put X in. Why don't we call them uh, triple X? We'll, we'll have X videos means like it's a good video. Double X video means it's like a very good video. And a triple X video means it's the perfect Twitter video. It's a, it's a video featuring a Nazi white supremacist uh, yelling about transgender people. That's the perfect Twitter video in this climate. So that's what we'll have, an X video, a double X video, a triple X video. And that way, you know, when people just Google XXX video, they'll definitely get served our content because what else could that be? Maybe they'll get some highlights from the Vin Diesel franchise movies XXX. Maybe... But we, we reckon those are the only two things that might be served up to them. So, look, good luck to Elon and the sycophants fans who agreed with this decision. Uh, I, I would say I hope it works out. I truly hope it doesn't. I hope it crashes and burns. I hope that Elon Musk uh, loses so much money that he has to become poor and destitute. And he can has to uh, flee all the debt collectors by loading himself into his own phallically shaped... Spaceship and shoot himself out into space. That's what I hope is the ending for Elon Musk. Sorry if I spoiled the ending of his life. I know that we're worried about spoilers today. Sorry if I spoiled the ending of his life. Sorry if I spoiled the ending for for Barbie. Uh, If I spoiled the ending for Oppenheimer for you, uh, you need to uh, go to Hiroshima and you got to find out what those bloody feminists did to Hiroshima. That's what you got to do. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this episode. I had a lot of fun talking about it. I really feel like the feminism atomic bomb thing was quite funny. And I might even try to talk about that on on stage as part of a stand-up bit. I think it's quite funny. If you enjoyed any of this podcast, I would appreciate it if you gave it a nice review on whatever platform you're listening, because that just helps other people, you know, hear about the podcast and, and give it a shot. Uh, if you could tell someone about it, a friend, a family, Elon Musk, let them know a feminist a nuclear physicist I think that'll get a real kick out of this week's episode let people know about it, come see me live and I've also got a uh, comedy special on YouTube, it's called Alright Next Joke, it's quite a funny comedy special, and of course tickets to my live shows are at michaelschafer.com you guys have been an absolute treat to speak to this week, hope you enjoyed the episode and I look forward to meeting you again next week with some more awful awful thoughts about the news <laughs>